0: Welcome to a Canadian Investing in the US, a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of Canadian Investing in the US. This week my guest is Mandy Branham. Uh, Mandy, I'll let you do your own intro. I
1: like it. Thanks so much. No problem. Uh, Glenn, I am a self-made investor, started back in 2014. Story kind of came around when Larry and I, my husband, we uh, we he's a part of the automotive industry. And of course, we had a big crash in 2007, 2008. We bought our first property. We realized that we needed to do something for our own financial future because nobody else was waking up every day to work on our financial future and we also realized that we worked really hard but we weren't having the results that came out of our direct efforts so we joined a multi-level marketing company and we started to do a few little business that didn't that didn't work out And, and again so we were looking for this you know direct direct um results out from our efforts and so we came across real estate we joined into a coaching group in 2014 um we soaked up all the information I surrounded myself with people in the industry and you know today we have uh, transacted on over 75 properties uh, majority of them are with joint ventures so that's kind of where my my niche came from and um, and where the title joint venture queen kind of came at
0: me <laughs> awesome so I think most people know what joint venture is but let's let's spell it out and then we'll continue on the joint venture path.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So a joint venture, whether it's in real estate or whether it's in businesses in general is when two people come to the table, each having a unique set of skills or or you know, each having something to uh, offer to the other that they wouldn't have on their own. In my real estate world, I am looking for somebody who qualifies for the mortgage and brings the down payment but they lack time and they lack the knowledge and they lack the dedication to be able to figure out how to get into real estate. I bring the expertise. I bring the deals. I bring my negotiations. I bring my long-term vision. I bring my power teams and together we're able to close on a deal uh, and, you know, transact on it from what we say it is to what it was going to be hold it for, you know, typically the duration of a joint venture is about five years in my world. Um, potentially longer and away we go from there. So that's my 50-50 joint venture structure um, that, I, that I offer to people.
0: Awesome. So from both sides' perspective, what are the benefits of doing this joint venture?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Love it. So um, from my side of things, it allows me to grow. From my side of things, it allows me to continue to find uh, underperforming properties and bring them up to date. For my side, it allows me to continue to build housing for Ontario right now, looking to expand into other provinces. um, And housing is just such an essential need. Um, But I've run out of capital and I've maxed out of all of my mortgages. What are the benefits to a financial partner I am looking to attract a professional somebody who you know loves what they do like they're you know a doctor a lawyer They're they own a business they're teachers and they they're just like Mandy I know I want real estate but I don't have the time factor I talked to two new people recently um, you know both airplane pilots and three children under seven I said I gotcha I understand he wants to get into real estate, but of course, I say, of course, he's got priorities that he's put out there. So the benefits to a financial partner is that they don't have to do all the research on the cities and the properties and, you know, make all these connections. They just need to make one connection to me. Um, and uh, now both parties are offering something to each other that they couldn't have without each other.
0: Cool. Yeah, I love it. Um so whenever you're doing these structures, are you using like the same setup every time? Because personally, I've been, uh, you know, I negotiate with everyone and everyone is different. And I'm, I always wonder, am I doing this wrong? Because even when people ask me, what's your joint venture setup? I'm like, well, it's, let's, let's talk about what, what works for you, right? Is that how you do it as well? Or do you, is it sort of, do you have like a sort of template you use every time?
1: um i have a template it just it's really crystal clear my partners put in all the money i don't get paid until they get all of their money back you start wishing washing 60 40 how much is this i'm putting in some cash they're qualifying who gets their money back how much for renovations what happens if this and that and this so i just super clear this is what i'm looking for i have a whole presentation to tell you glenn that's all about 70 30 splits 80 20 You know 60 40 what if I don't want any cash flow what if I put in some of the money what's a different way to be able to break these things down and it's honestly how many different ways that you can slice a pie is how many different ways that there can be joint ventures doesn't mean that one is right one is wrong Um, I do have a structure that says so somebody that's making significant income and they're like Mandy I don't need cash flow Their lifestyle is what it is. They're just looking to be able to set it and forget it and put their money into real estate and wake up 10 years later and go, wow, I'm glad I reached out. I'm glad I connected with Mandy 10 years ago. Um, So I might take all the cash flow from that situation. Again, it kind of puts them into a different tax bracket. If they're in the $250,000 a year income, they don't need $300 a month cash flow. Then I will do a 70-30 split for that and take all of the cash flow up front with only a smaller, much smaller portion of equity in the end. Um, And away we go. But other than that, 50-50, it's just what it is.
0: That makes sense. What happens if somebody wants out before the end of their term? Yeah, <laughs> I know th- right. I know there's a contract, but
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what? Um, honestly, Glenn, I'm pretty human, and uh, and Aww. as much as you know, we're getting into multiple partners. It's still a human conversation. Like, you know, I had a gentleman, and uh, he and his wife are going through a divorce, and he's like, "Don't worry, you got me Aww. in the divorce," and I was like, "Okay." So now I'm dealing with him, and his wife is out. So we've altered the uh, the agreement to be able to just have him on the agreement and not her. Um, so it could have been one of those cases that he would have said, you know what, I want to sell it. It's better for us within the divorce just to get rid of the property. You know what, what are you supposed to do? You know, it's no different than a tenant. And I love thinking this way. You know, if somebody, if a tenant comes to you and says, I want out of my lease six months into a lease, you're like, no, you need to stay in your lease for 12 months how do you think that relationship is going to be for the last six months of year of, of the term? It's going to be shit and you're yep. going to be dealing with headaches and conflicts. I kind of look at these joint ventures the same way and think if I try to keep somebody in or I want, or I try to stay in when this is a toxic environment, it's only going to, it's only going to be harder. So, you know, just some acknowledgement to be able to say that we have a human conversation. Hey, my, you know, I, we had one, we renewed our, our term early. So this is, not necessarily get out early, but hey, this is a little bit of a change of plans. My husband's gonna retire sooner than he thought and we'd rather refinance now. And it was into the property for about two years so that in the three years that it was set to refinance, he's not gonna be working, he's not gonna have an income, he's not gonna be able to qualify. And so we chose to break the mortgage, renew, pay some fees so that we could renew the term down the road. Human conversation, you know, that's, (laughs) Yeah. yeah
0: yeah <clears throat> that's what all this is we're all just dealing with people making deals with people making it work oh, um yeah. i think you said when we were talking right off the start that you you don't get your money back until they get their money back so 100%. so you don't get a cash flow until the or, i do
1: take cash flow okay you don't
0: no cash flow just no equity like no no equity cash yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think actually everybody needs to put a little bit of food on their table. Yes, okay. Um, But uh, the chunks of equity upon refinances or sales, if my partner has in 150 and we do the renovation, and then at the end we do a refinance and get them back 100, they're left with 50. In four years when we go to refinance again, the first 50 that comes out is theirs. So really how I share that is I put my money, I put their money where my mouth is. The quicker I can get their money back, the quicker I make money. So the better the deal for them is actually a better deal for me.
0: Yeah, no, it's all about having your your interests aligned. If as long if you can make it really, like really just like that, if you can make it so you don't get paid, you really want to get them their money back in order to get paid. Cool. What else? What else do you need to ask you about joint ventures? That's really all I had for questions. (laughs) I just wrote them as we were talking.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, who pays the capital gains, Mandy? If this property is only in my name and I'm the only one on title, how do I know that I'm not getting stuck with the capital gain? Great question. Um, and I say, well, for the duration that we've owned this property, we're going to have one, two, three main street. Both of us are going to claim all the income, all the expenses on our tax returns. Yours might be in your personal name. Mine might be on a corporation, but either way, we're claiming one, two, three main street at the bottom. It says profit. We each claim the same amount of profit. Here's where the catch comes. It says, what percentage of ownership do you have 50? So for the, for the, for five years of owning this property, we'll say we've claimed that we have 50% ownership of it. We go to sell it any gains, the same transaction goes on. We have to claim the same amount of gain. Now I might pay less tax on my portion of the game because i'm in a corporation than somebody who's in their personal name and in a high tax bracket gotcha please interview your working partner ask them so many questions that you can that until they're like tired of questions and if they can't answer them then you want to be able to make sure that either they've got some resources they're going to say like hold that question i don't know the answer and they're going to come back to you um, or, or they have those questions. So, you know, my first joint venture was about two hours on the phone. There's a, a good friend of ours, <laughs> yeah. uh, Mr. Doug Scott, I, loved the pieces. Yeah. And it yeah. taught me so much with so patient and we learned together. And then, um, you know, same year, 2016, I hung up the phone after a phone call and, and my husband Larry goes, what's wrong? And I said, nothing. She said, yes, he goes, it's only been 20 minutes. I said, I know because I knew the questions that she was going to need to have answered. And I addressed them right away and she was in and away we go. So you really know the person that you're doing business with. If a deal is so good on paper, start to just go, what are the potential options? Why does it look so good? Um, And uh, am I not seeing something that maybe I should be seeing?
0: Gotcha. I don't know if if this is like secret information, but what are some of the questions that you should provide to them? And some of the questions that uh, you should find out from them about what they're doing?
1: so um how many deals how many deals have you done so i'm somebody that you know don't get me wrong you can you can invest uh in the in the energy of a young investor absolutely um you know if somebody's desperate and they can't close on any deals without you i would be like you know uh let's get this figured out first um what's what's something else um that uh you know well i was in bankruptcy That's why I can't qualify for a mortgage. Well, if you couldn't handle your own money, how do I know you're gonna be able to handle mine?
0: Yeah, could be (laughs)
1: one of those things, right? Um, um, Well, I'm not a contractor, but I'm willing to do all the work for you for free to be able to come into the deal. Maybe not the way that I want to be able to go into a partnership with somebody, right? Mm. Um, You know, uh, I live in BC, but the asset that I think we should buy together is in uh, Nova Scotia okay so now we're both not in the province that it's in and you don't have any assets there i don't even know if you have a power team built up there but you want me to come with you to invest there you know you just want to you know what's their connections you know what's this so the lady that i did this market research on she was an interior designer
0: yeah,
1: and she said oh well the last project that i did and i said was it your project she said no it was for a client i was like okay so again not hers yep. she said uh, she bought it for around 500. We did a $200,000 renovation and she sold it for over a million. And I was like, okay, cool. Right. Um, and so she said, that's what I'd like to do in the GTA. I said, well, have you searched for houses in the GTA for 500,000? Yeah. She said, uh, oh, I'm sure we could. And I'm thinking, yeah, you could in Hamilton or Oshawa or Barrie, but you know, to turn around with a $200,000 flip and make it worth a million, you're not going to necessarily find those. So I was like, okay, so she's, She's kind of talking, but she's not having the backing of the information to share with me. Then she, Then I said, so how long are these renovations? She said, three months. I For
0: $200,000 reno? <laughs>
1: we're going to do a $200,000 reno in three months. So I said, are you opening permits? And she goes, no, we don't open permits. So oh. can you see all the red flags that were kind of coming over me to go like, whoa, something's not, your, your area's not right, your budget's not right, your timeline's not right you're not opening permits and then you're like, and then you think you're going to sell it that quickly. So somebody could really get bought into 500,000, 200,000, $300,000 profit. Let's, let's, you know, and then you can start to peel back the onion. There's commission on there. There's carrying costs on there. You know, there's, you know, you're still paying insurance and legal fees and, 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 and then you've got a a gain on it. Um, So on income, so, you know, really just make sure that you're asking all those questions and, uh, you know, I put out there to your listeners that if you've got a deal that you want, uh, an unbiased Mandy opinion, and I'm chuckling at that because sometimes it's harsh. Like, I'll come at you and just be like, here's all the questions that I would have. And as long as you take those questions and go, huh, she answered that, answered that, Mm, didn't, I didn't think of that, didn't think of that, didn't think of that. I'd rather somebody ask me those questions and I'll do a deal review for them. You know, just info at Mandy Brennan, say here I need this deal reviewed. I'm happy to be able to shoot it. If it's something you do, great. If you don't, don't.
0: Yep. That no, that's cool. I might even bounce some off of you. There I you get go. I get some of those that are like, you know, those are just they're just on the line. Like they just met my minimum criteria and you're like Ooh, if anything goes over out of scope, I'm like, we're not going to be able to perfect burr this thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, And a lot of people are going for that perfect burr. And I think that's cool when you've got your own, when you've got your own money on the line and whatnot, yeah. you know, so my, um, what I look for, for a joint venture property is very different than what I look for, for a private financing property. And I, you know, maybe that's the, um, I've, I've, I've done the differences. So somebody said, Mandy, why don't you just do private money? And there's this major stress uh, uh, for me. There is uh, still a mountain of how do I exit finance these. You can do private financing if you're selling, selling, selling. But there's still going to be how when you're done all these burrs, where are they going afterwards to exit out of the private financing? Okay. So then I did the same amount of properties over here with joint ventures. And uh, this for me is just a duplicatable model uh, because I have the understanding to my partners that there's, you know, I like to leave no more than $60,000 in a property. Now, for some of us, that's just like, oh my God, that's the whole cost of my houses or that's a big amount. But to, you know, somebody in Toronto, I've had this, the gentleman goes, Mandy, you gave me all my money back. What am I supposed to do with it now? Meaning that... You know, it it, right.
0: <laughs> yeah. we do it again. We do it again. <laughs> yeah.
1: But to kind of, I describe it as a Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. And, um, you know, we just leave a little bit of income in each property. It keeps it at a nice loan to value. It keeps it at a nice cash flow. And honestly, 60000 sitting in an asset, it, it gives me peace of mind that that person is still vested and that we can, you know, continue to move on. I did. I did a project with a joint venture partner, and I did so well that I yeah. got all their money back—a hundred percent of their money, down payments, renovation costs—in like four months. And I made it look so easy that they went on and tried to do it themselves. But they didn't yeah. buy right. They didn't finance right. They didn't hire the right contractors, and they now have like two hundred thousand dollars stuck in an asset. So even though somebody makes it look so easy. That doesn't mean that, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into, you know, you going down to the states and investing. You know, it's not just, oh, just because Glenn can do it doesn't mean everybody can, (laughs) you know.
0: It's true. I've gotten people listen to my show, and then I suggested the JV, and they went and did their own. And I had a call maybe about a month ago, and contractor took them for the whole renovation budget. But anyway, um, so you brought up a topic that, like, battles my mind and battles conversations whenever I'm at a thing. The private money versus the JV, right? Yeah. The, one of the problems I have with JVs is you have um, a, a lot of cooks in the kitchen.
1: <laughs> Not in my model. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so, what, what, what's your thoughts on the the, the battle there?
1: Yeah. So the cooks in the kitchen, we had, a, you know, one of our, our very first property that we did a JV on, just to keep in mind, we had three people back out before our first one actually happened. Yeah. So there's a lot of lessons learned right there. And it was going to be a 50-50 working partner, financial partner situation. But, you know, somebody's idea of working and my idea of working and the work that needed to be done, there was a major incongruence here. So I called him up. I parented him because he was like 55 years old. And I was like, look it. There's three weeks left of work. I'll allow you to do the rest of the three weeks that will potentially call us now 50-50 even working partners. And he goes, well, we have holidays booked next week. And I was like, perfect. You can come and work here for one of the three weeks. Well, we can't do that. I'm like, okay, then your choice is that you're either, I mean, I'll pay you for the time that you've had in here and the money that you've got. And, there's, and yeah. uh, Or you come and do the work. And he called me back half an hour later and said, no, we've decided we just will, you can buy us out. So, you know, it just taught me that everybody's expectations are not on the same page. And, um, you know, well, why isn't there a dishwasher in this design? And you're like, because I'm not putting a dishwasher in the basement unit or whatever it is, because I told you the budget was 40000 and you want a dishwasher which adds kitchen and, and appliance and stuff. And you're going to be, it's like the lesser of two pissers. So um, they're going to be pissed if you say, you say you don't have a say in the design uh, or they're gonna be pissed if if it doesn't go as planned and you you can sit back and go, I, I tried to tell you this, I tried to tell you this. Um, so the model of financial, so I call it a private money lender. So you're either into it for a fixed rate of return yep. and you're happy with 10 to 12%, maybe 15, depending on what it is, unsecured, secured, whatever. So you're either happy with a fixed rate of return or you're coming into it with all the ups ups and downs and you can have a portion of equity. But you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. So this one will pay you a significantly higher return. Okay. But it's not monthly and there's it's not you know, guaranteed.
0: Yeah. that's
1: right. Um but this one is guaranteed no problem. But if I make um if I make a significant profit, you have just made your standard amount of return so um and this one i don't need you to qualify for a mortgage this one i do okay Okay. so there's a few different you know sides um and um and i I, there was a partner that came to me and he said you know oh i just made 12 percent last year and on our hundred thousand dollars and was all kind of like puffed up chest whatever I'm like, that was 2007 to 2017 to 2018. I said, your 100 grand would be worth 200 if you were to have done a deal with me. Just telling you, passive deal with a mortgage, take that 100 grand, potentially would have bought two, potentially would have bought one and refinanced and done some renovations. Your 100 grand would be worth 200 right now. And he was just like, oh, So you, as much as you can get excited about a fixed rate of return, you also can, you know, get excited about the solidity of being secured to an asset with a mortgage. Um, No, you don't have to be able to, I mean, Glenn, if I were to do a a JV with you in Kansas City, you think I'm going to Kansas City? No, you know, (laughs) I'm looking for a passive investor um, who wants to be hands off, who, you know, wants to be able to say, Um, I look at it like a medical doctor. So you go in to see your doctor, and she's like, oh, I'd like to send you to some specialists, okay? You trust your doctor? So she says, so I would like to send you to the person that I want you to go to. And you go, well, I think there's three more. And she goes, fine, you can go to any of those other three, but I'm telling you, you should just go to the specialist that I want you to go to, right? And you don't question her because she's the expert, okay? So when you partner with a good joint venture partner, you're partnering with me, like a good joint venture partner. And you don't question where I'm asking, where we're saying, this is the contractor, not some Craigslist guy. This is the contractor that we're using. This is the mortgage broker that we're using. Yeah, there's other mortgage brokers, but this one knows the language that I talk, knows the scripts that I send them, knows the kind of patience that I'm sending them. And, and, you know, it doesn't mean that there's a, I mean, I don't get any financial kickback from my brokers or anything. Um, So you just know that that's the way that it is. So um, I just think it's two different things. If somebody wants to be a joint venture partner, they come in and they go, I'd like to partner with you, the expert. And if somebody wants to be a passive money lender, then they just want the fixed rate of return, no headaches in out timelines, you know, the, a different kind of contract different kind of returns
0: so what comes first the deal or the people uh, <laughs> the,
1: chicken or the egg so that's the that's the other interesting thing i'm constantly looking for deals so i just chatted with a guy last night and he's yep. like well i'm not ready right now and i said no problem okay i'm always ready because i always have another deal in the hopper another deal in the hopper so you coming in you you're going to get the next deal that's kind of in the hopper um but uh but a lot of people they wait to find the partner and then they're like yay now i can go shopping and then they go shopping but what if the property never comes the partner where there's a way so if you have a really good deal sometimes you can't connect a partner because you've never you haven't even started the partner conversation so it's actually one of those things i'm telling new working partners to constantly be looking for deals and I'm telling them to constantly be looking for financial partners. And so, you know, and, you know, it's in a fallacy if somebody says, "Oh, I have a really good potential financial partner." One, like you need to talk to ten to get one. You need to have nine. No, like, and this is where the multi-level marketing kind of comes in. Talk to talk to ten, get one. Talk to ten, get one. You got to yeah. talk to thirty people to potentially get three joint venture properties, three joint venture deals. So if right. you if and if you were lucky enough to get, to talk to one person and get a yes, phenomenal. That might mean that you're 28 more before you get your next one. Right. So it doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. It just means that's what I've figured out to be able to say, I'm just constantly looking for deals, constantly going to meetups and, and whatever to be attracting the financial partners. And then it just kind of happens simultaneously.
0: Perfect. Okay. Let's wrap this up. Mandy, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, um, what's the best way to track you down?
1: MandyBrenham.com, uh, Facebook and Instagram, JVQueen, Mandy um, Yeah, I, I'm pretty <laughs> out there online. Please ask me any questions. I would rather help somebody and answer a question than uh, be the on the end of the phone call trying to solve a problem that they got into on their own. You know, My $60,000 tip that I'll leave people with is uh, get the agreement signed. Your brother, your cousin, your friend, your co-worker, whatever it is, get that agreement signed. We had a great relationship with uh, another investor couple and uh, the properties that I brought them were exclusive. They were only mine. I brought them in on these deals and a year later we had them each appraised. They were side-by-side identical properties. And they've each gone up $100,000 in value. That's how good of negotiations we've done to get them solved the yep. problem for the sellers. And um, and it was at that time that the greed kicked in and they had never signed the agreement. They were like, yeah, 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 we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, our accountant has some questions. Oh, the lawyer, the this, the that. Next thing you, I get the phone call that says, Mandy, we're done, you're out. And, uh, uh. and there was no agreement signed, okay? So now I share this and I share... In one year with none of my own money, some of my time, definitely my pride, okay, and this amazing story to be able to share with people, um, they paid me $42,000 to leave the joint venture. So the story actually has a happy ending. Now, the yeah. $60,000 lesson is that $100,000 was actually what would have been my portion of the lift. So they yeah. gave me 42000 Um, and, uh, and away it is from there. And I tell you that story has been worth the other 60,000 for me, and it's going to be worth it for everybody else to say, get the agreement signed. Um, and you know, just be able to sleep at night knowing that there's that piece of paper that's there.
0: That is a great tip. (laughs) I love it. All right, thank you so much for coming on, Mandy. I this was awesome. There are so many tidbits through this that people can pick out of this. Love. Awesome! Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and let's do some JVs in, uh, in the in the United States sometime.
0: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> cool. Go.